Episode 3 now of Stock Talk Podcast. You're joined today by your host, Josh Beaudry, the esteemed host of the show. I'm joined by my co-host, Nico. Criticos. How you guys doing? And Nico, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You look good. You look good. Paul. Thanks. So why are you wearing red today? Uh, did you just have sex last night? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this, is, this is a fancy shirt. Yeah, that's funny. But we also have special guests. That special guest, special guest, want to say hi? Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Jordan. Yes, this is our special guest named Jordan. Jordan, I have some stuff about you. Pretty cool stuff. You graduated from Purdue Supply Chain for Supply Chain Management. You're friends with Nico, and you recently just accepted a position with Amazon. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, man. Um, over the last couple of years, uh, life's kind of changed relatively quickly. Uh, one thing that's uh, made maintain consistency is my friendship with Nico. Nico and I have been friends in second grade, and one thing we share in common is the stock market. So I was honored to come on the show today and, you know, shoot the shit and talk some stocks and prove this kid wrong about why short-term selling is better than long-term we'll selling. We'll see about that. You know, Nico looks so happy right now. Like, he's smiling. I'm, I'm, I wish I wish we had video to see how big that smile is. I'm very excited. <laughs> but, hey, this is, once again, episode three. I can't believe it. We're on three episodes now. That's almost one. I know. And that's just crazy. We, we had this idea about six-ish months ago, maybe, and then we just finally just did it. Mm-hmm. So, first thing first, how's the market looking? The market's been really good lately. The Dow is at over 30,000 right now, so we are pretty high up there. I mean, we're record high, actually. We're right? record I mean, high, let's, yeah. let's just put it flat on the table. It's a record. We're, we're breaking records right now. So. Yep. Uh, you want to give your predicament now, or you want to do it a little bit later? My predicament? Well, I think within the next month, we're going to have a huge dip in the market. Okay. You did give a date. So what, what date My, you if I had to take If I had to take a wild guess, I'd say January 4th. Why about, say January 4th? It's just a guess. After the new year, we'll see what happens. What if it's January 5th? Then I'm going to be off by one day. Okay. Yeah. I think what Nico's, Nico's trying to say here is, uh, given everything that's going on with COVID, the transition from president trump to biden the 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 stock market's really unstable right now it's kind of a bubble and it's gonna pop i mean long story short it's never the the dow's never traded this high and in the coming weeks it's it's gonna fall it's obvious to all investors it's hard to tell this what's hard to tell though is because the stock market has been going up because there's been so much money pumped into the economy so that's making it go up but at the same time most companies are reporting worse earnings than they normally would. So it's it's hard to tell which one's more, which one's having a stronger effect on the market. No, you, you bring up a really good point because, I mean, the Fed cut interest rates by half a point in Q2. Mm-hmm. And notably, and afterwards, uh, a stimulus check was pumped out to the people and the people were able to do as they please with the money. And, and ultimately, the money's running out. I mean, we're, we're calling for a stimulus check round too. Right. That's not good. I mean, that's a sign of inflation. I, I, I mean... You look around the world, look at past history, anytime money's being pumped into a, an economy, 
it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. The, the the GDP this past year is tanked. I mean, the, the economy is not headed in a good direction. It's all hype. It's mm-hmm. all smoke right now. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to the big topic now, what we're talking about. Um, I guess one of you going to be taking the long-term investment versus the short-term investment. So mm-hmm. think of me as like as a new person trying to get into the stock market. Why should I be doing long-term investment? Okay, the first point I would like to bring up with this is if you look at the wealthiest people in the world, like Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, all three of those people are long-term investors. Okay, that's three people. They bet the th- the some of the richest people in the world, the Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, they're long-term investors. They don't do day trading. They bet on the long-term. Okay, so now my next question would be for Jordan. Why should I be interested in short-term investing? Short-term investing right now is the best way you can spend your money. Um, Most people are sitting at home. Robinhood is a prominent trading platform that many people have heard of. And ultimately, the benefit of short-term selling right now is high risk, high reward. I mean, people gamble on sports, and that's essentially what short-term selling is. Oh, there, Nico, that's why I wanted to ask you, too. How's Robinhood looking? I know Robin last Hood, week you said something about it. I'm still using Robinhood, but I'm looking into switching to Fidelity because Fidelity is supposed to be the best in the business, and Robinhood has had some problems with their security. Thousands of people's accounts have been hacked, so that's something to consider. But, you know, you know, uh, thousands of people's accounts have been hacked directly because of the influx of traffic that has occurred on that platform. Mm-hmm. There's more There's more people than the system can handle. Right. I mean, every morning you log on, it says, hey, there's going to be a delay. Mm-hmm. We don't know if you're going to be able to trade on time. Right. So I mean, that's why short-term selling right now is better than long-term. I mean, so oh, many people I are like trying that. to punch, I, punch their tickets. I, I like that. No, okay. I like the, that. The other, thing, Jordan. the other thing I want to point out here is, like, when we, when we refer to short-term trading, I'm defining it as less than a year you make the trade. Long-term investing would be more of you hold for a year plus. Okay. Okay. Just okay. I know that 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 that's a good baseline because right. I I feel like long term selling is definitely greater than a year, if not even longer than that. I right. mean, most people our age, I mean, they're they're short term trading stocks mm-hmm. day in and day out. I mean, that's not really short term investing. That that's gambling. Like that's, if you're, yeah. you're going to short term swing trade, you're going to buy a stock on a Monday after you've done your research and you're and you're predicting that it's going to go up in two to three weeks and then you're going to get out. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't do that, then you're just kind of like pissing your money away, and you know right. you, you might as well bet on sports. Right. So there's there's different types of short term trading. You can have day trading where you tra- you make you buy and sell within the day, or you have swing trades where you hold maybe for a week or two weeks. So there's different types of short term trades. Okay, so Jordan, what do you think would be the best short term? Short short term. So trade? as of late, um, personally, I've been I've been trading a lot of equity stocks. Um, in particular, I've been focusing on the energy sector. Okay. Um, a lot of people have been following Tesla, the hype behind Tesla. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is there are a lot of penny stocks that are related to energy. And anytime Tesla seems to move up, a lot of these stocks tend to follow. Um, personally, I've spent time researching good companies that are less than $20 a share. One of the companies I found in particular is called Westwater Resources. Westwater Resources is a company that produces a type of graphite that is particularly only found 
in electric cars. Spe specifically, uh, Tesla uses this type of graphite to manufacture their cars, and today it's only made in China. So oh. this company, Westwater Resources, um, recently just uh, announced a project that is going to fully develop a pipeline of producing this particular type of graphite. So in the short term, as Tesla goes up, the stock's been up over 50% in the last three weeks, roughly. I mean, it, I, I, I started watching it at $2.00. I got in myself at uh, like a little bit over four. I was in and out at six fifty, and I've been shorting it ever since. So, how long is this pipeline supposed to be paused? Oh, the so the pipeline is up to a year-long project, a multi-million-dollar investment, and the company has entirely focused all of their resources on this particular project. Okay, so sometime twenty twenty-one, maybe. 2021 in the near future, yes, that is correct. Product, they, they, actually, I can give you an exact word on this. By 2022, the company hopes to be in production. So, okay. they, so they could be a potential supplier to these companies in China that are yeah. currently helping out Tesla. Hmm. You know, Nico, you look like you wanted to fight. <laughs> well, okay, when he brings up penny stocks, the other reason I don't like, so there's when he does short-term trading with penny stocks, the other reason I don't like that is because those penny stocks have valuations or market caps that are so small, like under a billion dollars. Most of the time, it's like a hundred million, five hundred million. Yeah, that is so small that it moves. The stock can move so fast and so sudden with one person buying into the stock. Shout out to Dave Portnoy. Okay, Dave so, Portnoy is a great example of that you know you guys you guys heard of Barstool Sports. I mean, mm -hmm. Port, yeah, Port, uh -huh. Portnoy is a day, day trading legend. I mean, he he is what people nowadays i mean it's not it, you're not looking at warren buffett you're not looking at, at bill gates you're looking at dave portnoy the guy's got clout he's got viewers i mean he's got hot girls he's got what the people want but what what i don't have that dave portnoy has is money dave dave portnoy can in, influence a penny stock mm -hmm. if you follow portnoy's trail you can make some money i mean he's influencing the market just like you said he's a big fish in a small pond Right, but which, which is crazy because uh, leading back to what you say, lar large caps have had a lot of success this year. They've been mm -hmm. booming. I mean, Chipotle, McDonald's—they all tanked early on as the as the, as the pandemic mm -hmm. kind of came, but they've since recovered substantially. Like, if you had money to write option contracts on those, you made a boatload. Right, but I'm saying just in general, penny stocks—I feel like they're way they're 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 more dangerous, and they move way easier. I like having stronger stocks that have a 10 billion valuation or a 50 billion valuation. What if I like danger, though? Danger? What if I like danger? What if I like that? If you if, like that, then go so ahead. And have, take, you okay. can t go ahead and take your risk. But here's my thing: the penny stocks. I feel for the amount of danger you're putting yourself in, you're not getting that much more of a, of a reward. With some of these big stocks like the McDonald's, the Facebook, Apple, all that stuff, those are giant companies. But you can still make huge gains with those companies. Yeah, but it takes a lot more to play. I mean, essentially, over time, the, I mean, the stock market doesn't lose. Whether you invest small or big, it doesn't lose. The stocks go up unless they go bankrupt or get delisted. Mm -hmm. So what we're kind of looking at right now is, do we think the stock market today is more of a short-term bounce, or is it going to slowly progress before it tanks? I mean, personally, okay. personally, I think it's going to spike, and then it's going to drop. That's why I'm selling these penny stocks. Right. Because, so because I personally believe, like, you know, if I wanted to buy the McDonald's or Chipotle you know, these expensive stocks, I could get them in February because the market's going to fall back now. I right. mean, mine will save my money right. so, before okay. I do that. I think what this points out is if you're doing short-term trading, okay, 
then penny stocks is the way to go. Okay. Short-term, yeah, short-term traders, penny stocks is the way to go because they move fast. However, if you're someone like me who's in it for the long term, then you don't want to do penny stocks. You want to do big, reliable companies because you know over time they're going to grow. They're, it's not going to happen in one day, but it's going to happen over time. No, I agree with that. And I'm going to put one other thing out there. Don't start trading like if, if you can't afford to lose money. Because mm-hmm. whether you're trading short-term stocks or long-term stocks, one thing you got to That's un- not true. That's not true. See, that's that only. Nah, listen, listen. See, listen, that only. Apl- I agree with Jordan. Though, that no, that only applies the, if you're a short-term no. trader. Yes. Okay. Even though I said the the stock market only goes up over time, that's true. But the spread is is where what you got to watch. I mean, if if you look you look back at the VIX two months ago, the VIX was down like nine percent. It was almost a fucking record low. That's an indication that we're in a bubble and it's gonna pop. It's since spiked. This came up nor like near thirty bucks. The the market's stabilizing a little bit, but the VIX doesn't drop nine percent and then rebound. Long term stocks are gonna drop back down again. Everything's everything's alluding to it. Unless unless the market continues to run. But I don't think there are enough catalysts right now that that, that will happen. I think it'll continue to run if we get another stimulus check out there. But what happens when that runs out? Then we got to rely on the companies to start reporting strong earnings again. Okay, but Nigo, you just said that on January 4th, you think stock market. That's just a guess. Down. That's just a guess. I think definitely there's going to be a dip coming within a month or two months. Okay, so you're contradicting yourself then. How so? You just said, oh, I think it's going to be all fine. But just earlier you said, oh, but January 4th, is, it might. I, th- I think be- what's going to be all fine? No, you said you that, bro. Said- you, you said that in. On January 4th, to mm-hmm. be exact, the stock market is going to tank from $30,000. There's going to be a dip, yes. Is it going to dip or is it going to tank? I don't think it's going to tank. I think it's So you think dip. it's going to dip and bounce back? Do you think okay. it's going to yes. clear 30 or do you think we're going to hover back between, say, 28000 and 30000 I think it's going to dip, not, not as much as it did in March at the beginning of the pandemic, but it's going to dip a little bit. And then it's, over the next couple months, as we get into the summer, it's going to go back up after. You know, towards thirty thousand and over thirty thousand. I think that's not going to happen until springtime. I mean, I, you, we're going to need to see a vaccine mm-hmm. come out because I mean, people people are hesitant. They don't want to freely spend money anymore. It's just right. It, people just don't do that. I mean, they're concerned about their livelihood. We got the the government needs to help out the American people, and and when that happens, and, and it's well known, the economy will recover. I mean, it's going to be great if that happens in January and the market's trading it. In the Dallas trading, excuse me, at thirty thousand or, or near that area because it's going to shoot even higher. Well, let's see how those two vaccines work out. Right, and I think once the vaccine gets out within the next couple months, the, the entirety of twenty twenty one is going to be where all the companies slowly recover and everything starts to get back to normal. So then by twenty twenty two, their earnings will be where they normally should be. I I agree with that. You know, I mean, something to look at long term. I mean, you know, look at Bank of America, other core, uh, Wells Fargo, Chase, like entities like that. They're they're trading at relatively low prices right now, but if you look at the spread over the last like five years, say from 2016 to 2020, they they've grown substantially. They, like Bank of America, for example, I just had a research report on this. They they grew they've grown 10 percent over the last five years in, in in terms of net profit. I mean, we're going through a pandemic right now, and the company's struggling. You know, maybe they'll go down two percent, but I mean, businesses are going to need loans to come back. People are going to need loans to buy cars and shit like that. It's a safe investment. You're gonna you're gonna see money long, and that's kind of what you're into. Would you agree with that, Nico? Nico, I mean, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> so Jordan, so with you being so big on short term investing, have you never like thought of being a long term investor at all? Um, see, 
I want to make something clear. I even though I'm primarily a short term investor, something I do is I invest for the long term. I have I have a separate account. I I, I have a Roth set up that okay. automatically invests for me long term. I don't I don't touch it. That's kind of like my safety net. But you know, I'm a fifty fifty trader. I like I I'm a risky person. I believe in myself. I take risk. I trade. I think I'm as good as a financial advisor. I I put in my research and and the time like. Talk your shit, Jordan. <laughs> you you have to, otherwise no one's gonna believe in you. And you know, it's possible to snag a 20, 35, 20 to thirty five percent return in a year. Your advisor is only gonna tell you you can make twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you buy Chipotle, McDonald's, and and say fucking Subway, and they and they perform well, and it's only three percent, three percent, three percent. That's nine percent. Like, you might as well expand and do a little bit more on your own, just mm-hmm. what you know, and you're gonna be better than your advi- advisor. And right. then, like, if you if you've got a little bit of coin in your pocket and and you invest in like that four hundred one k, you'll be fine. Right, I agree with that. I'm all for people learning how to pick stocks themselves because I think that. But that brings you back to my point of even with these big companies like Chipotle and McDonald's, I think you can make great returns with that over the over the year. I I don't think you need these risky penny stocks. To, in order to get good returns. But I feel like a lot, like like Jordan was saying, a lot of us, like our age, maybe eight, 18 to, I don't know, shit. Nico, how old are you again? I am 21. Okay, let's just say everyone in our age bracket mm-hmm. are mostly short-term. I, yes, that's true. That's true. So I'm like... Uh, okay, here's another thing, another reason not to be a short-term investor. The taxes are dramatically more when you buy and sell within a year. If you hold the stock for over a year, the taxes are way less. So hmm. you, you save you save money that way too. That is correct. I think I think the market's about three percent difference on every single trade. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. That no, that's a substantial difference, especially if you're trading, say, on the plus side of ten thousand dollars. Because I mean that's three hundred bucks a trade, you're kinda just shooing away just on a day trade swing. That you gotta factor in to your profit loss. You right. might make three hundred dollars on this trade. But you're gonna pay three hundred dollars to Uncle Sam at the end of the day. You you, you broke even. You re- you really didn't do anything good. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, you know the the question I just asked about Jordan being fifty fifty. Are you kind of like that, Nico? Okay. So there. It doesn't sound like. Okay. Th- this is my philosophy. So, on the regular, I'm looking for stocks that, for the long term, like where is this company gonna do? What is it gonna do within a year? Let's say a year, two years, three years. Okay. But if a stock goes up huge and I feel like it's fairly valued then I will sell within a month or three months or six months. But that's only if I feel like it hit the price target that I was aiming for. Okay, so you just shitted on Jordan for the past 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, hey, but I, I, I gave the man a little bit of credit. He, get, he here, Here's a good example of kind of what he's talking about, the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone everyone knows Cheesecake. I mean, Drake even gave, gave, it, gave, it, gave it all the attention on the song. And but, we all love Cheesecake. Like, who doesn't uh, like Cheesecake? Right. Right. I mean, cheesecake, che- cheesecake Factory was like 50 bucks a share last year, pre-COVID, 40 bucks around there. I mean, after, after, all the, after, the, after the virus came out, you could have bought shares of Cheesecake Factory for $17 hmm. right. in June, July, August. Right. Today, Cheesecake Factory, $38.62 a share. Hundred percent return on a long-term stock. So that and they just settled up a lawsuit with the SEC over COVID. Right. So that's a perfect example. I when I bought Cheesecake Factory, I wasn't planning on holding it for a couple months. But when it's reached this price already, and I feel like it's not going to go much over forty thirty-eight dollars a share, then I will sell because it's not worth waiting another six months 
for you know if I don't believe it's going up that much more. I mean, Cheesecake Factory is a great great example of a stock that Nico and I collaborated on. I was just like, bro, this is way too low. It's got it's got to come up, and the way that it rose was incredible. Like it just kind of naturally bounced back to what it was, and it's just like, hey, if you got in this low, why are you not getting out with a hundred percent return? It doesn't make any sense. Right. So besides Cheesecake, what's some other shit that you got collaborated on? collaborated on oh we, we we go way back i'll give you a penny stock example we, nico and i talked about yrc this, this is our is good this one. is our favorite company yrc is a, a trucking company this is a good okay. one okay uh it, as you guys know it's christmas time and there's a there's a, there's a lot of logistical issues with packages right now not everyone's gonna get what they need by christmas time it's on it's unfortunate yeah amazon stinks right now <laughs> ups stinks they're, they're limiting nike shipments and how much is gonna be sent out to the customers but I have been waiting on three rings for like at least two weeks now, <laughs> and it still isn't here. You know, so with that, with, with when when COVID kind of started, Nico and I kind of saw that there were a bunch of dis- logistical disruptions. And, and being a supply chain major, I knew a lot about this. And I told Nico, I was like, hey, man, people can't get hand sanitizer. They can't get toilet paper. I mean, that's that's a very cliche example, but like. I mean, you look at the big picture. Look at you look at steel, natural, natural, other natural resources and stuff like that. Like it's got to be shipped. We found YRC, which is a multi-billion-dollar company. Not not at the time though. Not at the time. It was, when we found them, the valuation was only probably it was something very small. It had to be it was like sixty million or something. Mm. It was something very small. And especially when I looked at the revenues they were doing, they were doing billions of dollars a year in revenue, like five billion a year. But the valuation on the company was only sixty million. Shit. So that's one way I knew they were super undervalued. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so th- I'm looking at my charts right now. This was June 25th. Okay. Of this year, right? Of this yes. year, June 25th. I found I discovered the company when it was a dollar forty-nine a share. Okay. And so the valuation was super low. So I told Jordan about it that last week of June. We bought in right around there, a dollar fifty a share. Then. A week later, July first, I sold at three thirty-five a share. So I more than doubled up my money. Damn. Uh-huh. Same thing with him. Yep. Nico and I were sitting at a bar over in Cherville, <laughs> and, and and we were like, "This is crazy." I mean, this is a stock that is essentially going to perform well over long term. That is performing in a vol- very volatile way right now. So the fact that we were able to get in, get out, was great. I mean, looking at it now, it's six dollars and twenty-seven cents. It would have been a great long-term investment. We would have been right. up five hundred percent. Right, but I was happy with doubling my money in a week. That's yeah. that's okay with me. The other thing, the other indicators of this was my friend. My I have, I have friends who work at YRC, and they were saying that they were constantly busy, very packed there. And then the other thing was they had contracts with the government, so I knew that was a good sign too. Yeah, the government, the government back at YRC, they they right. bailed them out through and, like a federal package. Right. And so like, as soon as we found them at trading at a dollar fifty a share. A couple of days later, there was an announcement that the government was giving them like six hundred million dollars alone or something like that. So then it took off after that. I mean, see, that's that's one thing that can that is similar and can be compared between long term and short term selling is that if you pay attention to what's going on around you, you can have success in the market right. fairly fairly quickly. I mean, if you want a long term investor, short term invest. I mean, you can win if you do your research. I mean, you right. look at Pfizer, for example, Pfizer is gonna gonna release a vaccine sometime after January. They're trading at forty dollars a forty dollars a share right now. I would bet pretty much any money right now that by June, at before June, Pfizer is gonna be over forty bucks. You're gonna make a couple dollars on Pfizer. It's up to you if you want to make 
four, five, six, seven, eight percent, or you want to hold long. Mm-hmm. But you, you have the ability to make money. Okay, so here's this you want to invest. Or this not. is another good point between short-term and long-term trading is. I will follow. I follow the philosophy of buy low, sell high. That's what I'm saying. I like to. I like to be a clear. Yeah, yeah, no. A clear uh-huh. difference of, of the stock when it's low and high. You buy when it's low. You sell when it's high. Jordan is different. He when you when you do short term trading, you're you're only you're trading on the hype. So like a stock like Beyond Meat or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's in a spike up. It's in a double or triple within a short amount of time, and then he buys. When it goes up, I don't do that. Yeah, see, I, I, I cut my losses. Like, I, Nico, Nico brought, up, brought up a really good point. I trade on hype, which it's kind of like, you know, you follow Twitter, point like anything that's kind of influencing the market, I'll, I keep an eye on. You're a, a hype beast. Yeah. Right, so that, that's More the main less. difference. He, <laughs> he trades on hype, I trade on fundamentals. But... Which, oh, which that's a bar. Which one's more reliable? Woo! Jordan, he, he just shit it he can't, he can't say that because... Because the hype trail is not always bad. Like, I mean, you look at Kodak. Kodak stock's a great example of hype, potentially. Kodak started at $7, then went to $8, then it was at 16 and then bang, it was at $32. Was Kodak hype or was it a four-day runner? Well, this is the thing. I mean, we saw Kodak run before President okay, Trump said anything, the <laughs> and, then, and then Kodak had the Trump announcement Here's, and ran another 250%. Okay, here's I made the thing. a boatload off of Kodak. Okay, listen, though. Let's say a stock like that. It may go up. Because of the fundamentals change, they got something with the company fundamentally changed yeah. that increased the value of the company. However, for the amount that that stock goes up, it's not all. It's not fair for how much value was added. Uh, m- most of it is oh, because right. of the hype. He's right. He's, okay. he's, no, he's absolutely right. <laughs> he, just, he just he just walked in, into my point. The short term fun- fundamentals are skewed. Kodak got a giant investment from the government that resulted in a short term like or spike. And long term, they drop back down to exactly what they they should. Okay, be. talk and that shit, Jordan. This, this and is... and I and I followed that trail all the way up, and I was like, "Hey, it's gonna go down." And okay. then it went down. Here's the other problem with trading on hype: it's unpredictable. That's very true. You, you do not there, know. There's something called chasing. We should talk about chasing. Okay. What do you know about chasing? Nothing. No, see, see, another thing about hype is people, people, people define hype as, "Oh, this stock is up thirty percent, forty percent. It's gonna keep going because it's up a lot." The hype generally happens a day before the market reacts. If you're, mm-hmm. if you think a stock is hyped up, or you're hyped about a stock because you just saw it online, odds are you're probably gonna lose money because you're you're chasing it. It's it's already spiked. The news is already out. Where where you're investing at is not why it's spiking. That's not the hype. You're just following whatever other people do. Right. The way that I invest, I try to find the hype before it happens and have the stock, and then, you know, you have the hype. And then okay, that's okay. that's hard out. to do, though. With but it's, it's very hard to do. That's, that's, why, that's why it's called day because, trading. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Wall Street's going to find out about these things before he does. If you're, doing, if, you're doing, if you're doing long-term trading and you're looking at the fundamentals of the company, you can find stocks before Wall Street does. If I, I, my biggest thing with this is— Shout what, out to Dave Portnoy. No, my biggest thing with this is— <laughs> Because he's doing it right now. He's the first guy. He, Dave, Dave Portnoy is the first guy that's influencing the market like this. I mean, like, he's the first guy that's got mass amounts of money influencing day trades on a live stream <laughs> that is pissing the suits off. <laughs> and they can't figure out how to stop him. All right, Jordan, but now I want to know, or like give us a story— of your chasing and your like ideology messed up for you. Wait, say that again. My, my, when I when I screwed up chasing stocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good example. So I started trading in high school. Okay. High school was a time where I had very few dollars. I th- I thought I put money 
What high school did you go to? I went. I went to Lake Central High School. Oh, okay. shout out! Shout out to the Indians. Don't change the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah. So in high school, I I was enrolled in quite a few few business classes and started learning about the market and did some simulation projects and started playing around with fake money in class and you know one day I started investing my own money and started buying some of these short term stocks and basically what I would do is I get to class first thing in the morning I hop onto ESPN or Yahoo and whatever ad came up <laughs> I would fucking buy that <laughs> stock cause I'd be like wow that's popular Pornhub pops up and you know, <laughs> <laughs> only if it was publicly traded <laughs> No, but, but but for real though, that's kind of how I started investing. You know, like I quickly learned that you can't just buy what's on what's on TV or what's on the internet. You got to do a little bit of research because mm-hmm. although you might lose your money. I mean, Beyond Meat's a great example. I mean, it was all all over TV and it was trading substantially high because everyone wanted a grass fucking burger. Right. And you know, now nobody cares about the grass burger. It's it's back. <laughs> Trading at what it should be trading at, which mm-hmm. is substantially lower than spike. Mm-hmm. All right, Nico. Now I want to know a time that you fucked up. Um. Okay. Here's there's there's not many times because. Ah, uh, here he goes. Okay, I'm gonna give. Get I'm him gonna, off his high no, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example. The perfect stock listen, trader ever. No, I'm gonna give you an example of where I screwed up really bad. A recent one. Okay, this is the worst investment I ever made. But here's the thing: when you do long-term trading and you're, it's a safer bet. You don't screw up as much. You don't make bad trades mm. because you're betting in the long term. But here's okay. okay. Here's a good example. The worst investment I ever made is one I made at the beginning of this year before the pandemic. The ticker is CCL, Carnival, Carnival Cru- Cruise Line. Carnival Cruise Line. Oh. Okay. Oh God. So before the pandemic, CCL looked like a good deal because it was trading at around $30, $35 a share. And so compared to where it normally trades, it was down. But then once the pandemic hit and they canceled all the cruises, then stock went to $8 a share. So it didn't really matter. has been a great short-term but, swing. But see, so that was uh, – and I was That down. is true. I was Jordan, down. That is true. I was down like 70% at one time, you know, when it was bad. So that was the worst investment I made. But that's, that's hard to predict, though, because we had the coronavirus. But at the same time, here's, here's the, the good side. When it went down like that, I lowered my cost basis and bought more shares at 8 bucks a share. So then my cost basis now is $24 a share. I got it down. Okay. And guess what the stock's trading at? $23 a share. So mm-hmm. I'm almost at break even. Yep. You see, so now it's going to – average down because he realized he, realized he was losing his ass. Right. But now – Short-term trade. But see, short-term. now as the pandemic's – you know, it, when it's whenever we things get back to normal and cruises are allowed to go back to what what they were. It's just like airlines. Airlines are great long term buy. Airlines buy airlines. Like if you want a long term investment, if you got money to blow, toss it all into airlines. I mean, buy buy the big ones: Southwest, Delta, American, American. Right. So it just it just hold it for five years. You're gonna double or triple your money easily. Right. Same thing people, with that. People people are gonna fly again. I mean, unless the world ends, if the vaccine <laughs> is truly the end of the world, which I mean, God will probably probably show up at that point. But just. <laughs> Just invest in the airlines. It, it, right. It's easy money. Right. Yeah. I feel like everyone's going to, like, try and go anywhere now. But, I mean, do you see what I mean no, with no. the, let's say, with the CCL? I'm Even though that was the worst investment I ever made, I'm still, it, it's going to go back up over $24 a share, and I'm going to end up 
still making money on it. You know it, I mean? it could be. It could turn in the best investment he made over, over over a long period of time. That's so that that's the whole argument. The, right. The, so this, it's yeah. a great long term trade. He saved himself by short term trading, which is which is good because it, I, it's I not, it's not. We we talked a little bit about this while while we were out, and my advice was, hey, bro, don't sell out and take the loss. Right. Like, average down and just be patient a little bit. Like do what See, you know. So th- that's the difference too. I don't really sell for losses. If if I if, like for this stock, no matter how much it goes down, I'm not going to sell. I don't sell when it goes down. I'm going to wait it out, even if it means a y- another year or two. I'm going to wait it out and break even or make a profit. Oh my God! You, you see don't. what I mean? The long term champ. Yeah, but other than that, see, see the thing that the thing that helps Nico out is that he doesn't discredit short-term trades like like there have been numerous times where i've texted nico 334 talking <laughs> in the morning in the morning be like hey bro i think you need to buy this stock today here's the research and i never buy it and he don't buy never. it and and and, <laughs> and then by fucking two o'clock the next day is bro this stock is up 50 percent right. th- three days later bro we're at 90 percent right right now why didn't you take the J- I, I don't care though i don't i'm not it's not worth I, the risk. I tell him i tell him it's the j like effect he, he doesn't listen to me it's not worth the risk because I can make those same gains. But that's something I've done on Carnival Cruise Line. That's great, but that doesn't, that's not what I'm into. So, like, a great example of this is Nordstrom stock, okay? Mm-hmm. Nordstrom, I bought that at $13 a share, okay? This is in, we're talking, this is in uh, September, okay? September. So, I bought that at $13 a share. Now, a couple months later, it's at $31 a share. I'm up, like, 130% on that stock. Okay, that you don't need to do short-term trades to make these giant gains. That's the main point here. Okay, Jordan, he said, "Fuck you." <laughs> I mean, I he said, "Fuck you," but he's playing into my philosophy. He's trading short-term on big companies. He's he's playing the field. I give him a lot of credit. It's not necessarily short-term though, because how is it not short-term? You're buying in September and you're selling before not, fucking New I'm Year. Not, I'm not selling. I have I still have them. I'm not selling. So, you, so I you, may sell soon. So but you may sell soon, but this was so that is short term. This this digs it's, back to okay. what we were getting at earlier. Right. Are you short term? Cheesecake. Are you short? Yeah, with the cheesecake. With the are cheesecake. you short term on Nordstrom right now, or would you possibly? Buy, or would you advise me if, to buy in now on Nordstrom and hold? I on? would not buy in because I would not buy here's in the here's the difference. I don't invi- I would not advise to buy in after the stock has gone up substantially. Jordan's that's difference. that's point point made. That's chasing hype. Nordstrom, you're chasing hype right I'm now. not chasing hype. Though, yeah, no, but no, 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 no. You're already in. You're already in. If I were to buy into Nordstrom today, I would be chasing hype. I would yes, not be following my invest- investing strategy. Great uh-huh. great example, Nico. Right. So that's, a, see, that's, so, a, that's a profound so, example so here's, of what we're talking this about. This is one of the only examples where I will sell short term is when if I'm up 130% and I feel that the stocks can't go up that much more, then there's no reason to keep holding. You know what I mean? But you, but you just said you're gonna stick it out. <laughs> I I mean, it depends on where the price goes. If if it goes up, okay, but yeah, if it's up uh-huh. another 10, 20 percent, then and right, I yeah. and I sell for 150 percent gain within a couple months, then yeah, I'm gonna take that just because of that one scenario. But most of the time, it doesn't work out like that. You're not gonna do that with a company like Starbucks or McDonald's. So it, it's slow and progressive. You're gonna gain a half a percent, lose half a percent the next day, and you're gonna gain 25 or point 25. The next day, and over the course of a week, you may be down one to two percent, and then you know the same shit's gonna happen the next week. You don't get those big spikes. I mean, right? You don't get the big spikes. What's, what's happening right now is people are shopping online. I mean, Nordstrom, <laughs> Cheesecake are two entirely different companies, mm-hmm. and they and they spike for different reasons. I mean, you're you're gonna see the companies that that have a high influx of customers on an online base. 
perform well in the market over the next month or two mm-hmm. just because they're generating a shitload of revenue. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are shopping. They can't go to the store. But, right. I mean, I think that stock price is, is going to drop, I mean, say February. I mean, we said the market's going to come down in January. Mm-hmm. And these, these companies will probably follow suit. But, see, here's the thing. Even with the big companies, although you're not getting giant spikes like you will with small market cap companies, let's say something like Facebook or Apple, you can still make big gains, let's say 30 40%, 50% gains with those in a matter of a couple of months if you buy at the right times. Because even those big companies that are $500 billion, th- those companies still have dips. So when that stock drops 20%, you know, a good example is Google. I mean, I've done this before with companies like Facebook and Apple, but right now I have Google because it dipped. When it goes down 15 or 20%, then it's a good time to buy. You see what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Okay, but Jordan, so last week, or was it the week before, Nico? I asked Nico what was his choice, like mm-hmm. his one choice. He had one choice, pick a company, or what the viewer should buy in. He said Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So besides Dropbox, what would be yours? I don't mean to put you on a spot like You're gonna, that. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's okay. Uh, if I could give the viewers, or the, or the listeners, excuse me, one pick, I would advise them to go with Big C. Big C is um a company based over in China. Actually, it's a blank check company. They've they've traded between you know sixty dollars and one hundred forty dollars over the last three months. It's a it's a big corp, but I mean everything that's going on with cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. I think that Big C by Christmas time you're probably gonna see about twenty dollars or so. ROI. You know, I wish I was like a teenager in like 2007 so I could buy cryptocurrency. I mean, I, I, I was saying big C. I, I say that so nonchalantly. It's big commerce. That That's a stock. The ticker is big C. Big C? Big C. Big C. I'm, I'm calling it 80 to $100 by January 1st. All right. So, everyone, that's um Jordan's pick, big C. And then also Nico's pick being Dropbox. So, Nico, right. you got anything else to say? Well, for right now, I'm going to stick with Dropbox as my pick. Although another one I see some opportunity in is actually Walgreens. Especially if Walgreens is the main distributor of the vaccine in the upcoming months, then Walgreens is, is in a really good position to make lots of money. Uh, right. So, And it's, it's down a lot. It's been hammered down over the past year, two years, pretty bad. So wouldn't be a bad time to buy that. I agree with that. But other than that, I mean... My other picks are going to be coming out with my stock picks thing. And so once I, I'm, what I got going right now is it's going to be $25 a month for top five, my top five stock picks. Okay. And, yeah. you're, and there's, there's going to be some sh- more short, there's going to be one or two short-term trades in there. I'll toss those in. Ooh. Okay. You I'll see toss what I mean? a, I'm tossing those in. Okay. So I we'll, mean, when I get that out, then we can talk more about it. And then you got your free picks on air once a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, so it's a, it's a sound in, there's a, there's something slight for for the listeners in the works. Mm-hmm. So what there's, exactly do you have like an estimated day or? I would it? say with, with before before Christmas. Okay, yeah. so it be so it can be tomorrow or another two weeks from now. Nah, not tomorrow. <laughs> the, the the business the business plans in the works. The wheels are rolling. Uh, uh, something something will be launched mm-hmm. about Christmas time, about the New Year. You know, we're gonna put one thing out there though. All right. The the product that that's gonna be launched. Is not financial advice. 
You're listening to two guys bullshit about what we know and what we think is going to happen. Two college-educated guys. There you go. Jordan, thanks and, again, man. And, in my honor. And what I'm going to say is, is I like to gamble on myself, and I like to gamble on my friends. I will pay, I will pay the money for, the, for, for what we're going to put out there because we've done really well this year. Would you say something? I think so, too. I think so, too. Fuck your shit, Jordan. I love Jordan, man. Yeah, this, this man. is the first day I ever met him. First I'm gonna toss. I'm gonna toss something out there. I'm gonna toss something out there for the listeners. Right, before before the hype, I mean, you guys might know a little bit about this, but recently there was a big vote in con- Congress about marijuana. Oh yeah, you're right about that. You know, for the first time in history, weed is gonna be talked about on a federal level. You know, you you seen it's called a More Act. The More Act has the opportunity to expunge people that have marijuana-related offenses and essentially paves, paves the pathway for the legaliz- legalization of pot. It's going to go to the Senate and probably lose the vote. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably but, so. but all these pot stocks on the market, there's money to be made. Just just do your research, buy into the right ones, and when this vote comes to the table, you might see a short-term swing. You know, I'll, I'll toss out a couple, couple companies, Aurora Cannabis, Canopy Growth, Hexo, watch those, do your due diligence. It's like gambling. It's a parlay. Toss what you can afford to lose on it, but you could get in before the hype and see a substantial return. Just be careful. Yeah, Jordan, we we, we probably got to have you back on another episode. You're the first guest, so thank you. Hey, when this blows up, we're going to come back to this podcast, and I'll be like, hey, I'm the first one, and I'll be like, so honored. <laughs> yeah, we need to get you like a, like a trophy, you know, like an MVP trophy, first guest trophy. Right. Gotta get that all settled. But once again, my name is Josh. Nico, Jordan, thank you all again. Thank you again for listening. If you listen to this on Anchor, Google, uh, what else? Spotify, Apple. Apple. What else do we have? Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud as well. Thank you. Man, SoundCloud, Loki been showing us some love. I don't know who's watching it. <laughs> I don't know who's watching it, but SoundCloud is decent. And um, I feel like it's another one. Did, did I say Breaker already? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, break. And I think that's it. All right, well, it's going to blow up because we've got the J-like effect on here. There you go. <laughs> okay, but that's, that's the end of episode three. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe. Peace. Money. Get away. Get away.